The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trouble, Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell out of the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seat, a broken day, the bad elbow with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Farrell Palatial right across the river and through the woods from where Granny Brought over some fresh sativa lemon meringue. She likes that at 23.5%. It gets her arthritis down to levels she can tolerate in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing drivers, some kind of fashion shaker. Oh, my friend, they come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What about this town's a tattered? My brains are splattered all over Manhattan. Should it be shaker? Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Carver High this evening. The NBA draft is going on as we speak. And all I know is I got our boy Obi-Wan Kenobi with the Knicks. Carver High, Obi-Wan, son, bring him home. We've been talking about this for weeks. We were saying, were the Knicks going to trade up to get Obi top? And they didn't even need the trade up, Scotty. They got Obi right where they were. At number eight, he falls to them. We've said it. We love this guy. If if they would have had an NCAA tournament, he would have went in the top three or top five because it would have rose his stock. No tournament helps the Knicks. He was the Wooden Award winner. He was the best player in college basketball. He's a grown man moves type player. I love it. I think he's uh, the second coming of uh, Amari Stoudemire uh, in terms of uh, his body, his size, his strength. Guy leaks and, and dunks, uh, had more dunks than anyone in college basketball, uh, over 107 dunks. The guy can ball. He can, uh, you know, get to the rack. The guy can hit turnaround Jays. He can play in the paint on the baseline. I think he's going to be a monster. He's from New York. I know they're stoked. I'm stoked. I'm really excited. They finally got a player. We've sucked for 20 years, and they finally got somebody that I'm excited about. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. 
we can laugh, man. We we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, for all events with you. And uh, here's the story. Ball State leads Northern Illinois in Muncie 28-22 with three minutes left in the game. They were laying uh, 14 or something in that neighborhood. That's what I got because I middled it. I had Ball State winning in uh, Northern Illinois plus 14. Uh, Toledo, I laid six and a half. Seven minutes left in the game. They're up 45-19 on Eastern Michigan. I told you on Coast to Coast today. that they're just flat out better than Eastern Michigan. They're going to go to Ypsilanti and roll, and they did. And the best game of the night ended up being uh, the worst game of the night. Western Michigan and Central Michigan at the Chippewas, and the Broncos are kicking the chips' ass. 52-30, Western Michigan leads it with 11 minutes left. And uh, that's all she wrote, just killing them. So uh, I guess I could go uh, in terms of the draft. Uh, what's happening right now, uh, the picks in for Denver at 22. And all I know is uh, I've been watching from the jump. Number one, Anthony Edwards uh, is the top pick. And uh, he's from Georgia. Everybody knows the deal. 6'3", 225. Guy was incredible uh, at Georgia as a freshman, right? And so he played. Uh, one and done, and he's out. Now, they didn't win anything. I know I said that on uh, Coast to Coast today. What did he win? He didn't win anything. Uh, I compared him to Markel Fultz. He was on an average basketball team. But he definitely has uh, the skill, the talent, the size, the power, the drive. I mean, uh, he's very explosive. Uh, he can score at will uh, on or off the ball. The guy gets it done. So he went number one, no questions asked. And uh, so much for, you know, trading the number one draft pick. Remember, Minnesota was going to trade the pick. And and then, you know, uh, the number two, the Warriors were going to make a trade with the Bulls. And that didn't happen. And uh, everything went according to plan. Bottom line is uh, everyone got drafted. And there were very few trades until later. So James Wiseman ended up going to the Warriors, who seldom come out to play. Number two, the center from Memphis. The guy's a freak, 7'1", 240. Uh, he's a monster. He played three games for Penny Hardaway at Memphis, and then uh, the NCAA came calling. He said, screw this. I'm going to the draft. Bye. And he waited till tonight, and now he's going to the Warriors and playing in San Francisco for a great franchise, a championship franchise. And we'll see how that works out. Uh, Michael Jordan ends up getting LaMelo Ball at number three. Ball, 6'7", just under 200 pounds. I think he's the flashiest player in the draft, the most exciting uh, player in the draft in terms of skill, talent, drive, handle, scoring ability, passing, no looks, you name it, dropping dimes. The guy's a freak. 
Uh, shot 46% uh, from uh, the floor, 25% from three. That's a little uh, sloppy, uh, like the uh, Lonzo, his brother, can't shoot it either. But everybody says that uh, LaMelo's a better shooter, but those numbers are kind of scary, right? Number four to the Bulls out of Florida State, Patrick Williams. How about this guy? He ends up 6'8", 225. The guy never started a game, right, at Florida State. He was a bench player. And he came in, and he was ranked ninth overall in the draft. And he went number four to the Bulls. How about that? A a bench player. Uh, they just like his size: six eight, two twenty five, wingspan seven foot, and he's very athletic and can defend anybody. Um, number five, the best defender in the draft: Okoro. Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. Uh, everybody says that uh, the key to this guy's game is that he can guard one through five. He can guard anybody. The fastest guard on the team, he can guard, and he can guard the bigs. Uh, he's a monster defender. Um, and, you know, he was averaging uh, 16 points a game, uh, but that's not his game. Uh, perimeter shooting's a problem for him, but he's a defender, and uh, that's what they want him for. Okongwu out of USC, uh, Unyeka Okongwu, uh, went to the Atlanta Hawks, 6'9", 245. So they get a big defender of the rim and the glass uh, down in Atlanta. I know they're stuck uh, to get that guy. And Killian Hayes from France went to Detroit, number seven, and he's 6'5", just under 200, can flat-out ball. Uh, you know, the guy can defend, uh, very fast player, can get up and down. But you know what? We saw all that before, that French stuff with Nilakina, And we'll see what that turns into. I'm not excited about uh, that at all. Bottom line. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, some of the international players, people can get all worked up about them. I'm not going to. Eight was Ovi top into the Knicks. And I just love him. 6'9", 220. I'm very excited. They finally got a player, I think. Avdia is the Israeli kid, Denny Avdia. He went uh, to the uh, Wizards at number nine. How about this guy? He is an incredible Euro player. Played at uh, Tel Aviv. Um, 6'9", 215. I mean, he's a 6'9 guard. He's big enough to play power forward, but he has the handle, creativity, shot making of a point guard. The guy can really do it. Uh, they're saying he's the best international player, hands down, and he's going to play in D.C. Meanwhile, they got guards coming out there. Ying, they got Wall, they got Beal. Now they got this guy. Number 10 to the Suns, uh, Jalen Smith, 6'10", 225 out of Maryland. So... There you go. Um, huge size, uh, 7'2 wingspan. A number 11, another Florida State player goes, including Williams. You get Devin uh, Vossel, the shooting guard from Florida State. Number 12 to Sacramento out of Iowa State. A lot of people thought the Knicks were going to get him, but it's uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He goes to Purgatory. That's where that is. I mean, Sacramento's purgatory for NBA players. I mean, is it not Carver High? I mean, no offense, but it, it, you go there and you just disappear off the face of the earth. It's not the first place you'd want to go. Uh, number 13 
uh, to New Orleans. Uh, Kira Lewis Jr., 6'3", a buck 65, soaking wet. One of the Ooh. fastest players in the draft. Ooh. He played at Alabama. He's a guard. A lot of people love him, a point guard. Uh, there you go. Aaron Naismith, Vanderbilt, uh, small forward at 6'6", 213 out of Vandy, goes to the Celtics. Cole Anthony at number 15, went to Orlando. I love Mo Bamba. Did you see what he said? When you're done crying, I'll pick you up at the airport. <laughs> uh, number 16, uh, Isaiah Stewart went to the Blazers. He played at Washington, so he's not going far down the road. And then number 17 to Dallas is Pokasevsky, the Serbian kid who played in Greece. Uh, boy, is this kid skinny. Seven foot, a buck 95. He's seven foot. He looks like he weighs about a buck. I mean, they got to get this kid into McDonald's drinking some Frappuccinos with Pharrell late night at the D Long Bar. Your boy. He got to load up, bro. He got to load up. Load up, skinny. Josh Green. uh, A lot of people like him, the shooting guard. Oh, the pick is in. Here we go. Give me, what are the Knicks doing here? Hold on a second. Very important. Crucial. Some Argentinian named Bolmaro, Leandro Bolmaro. From Argentina. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what are you doing? I, I just, I, how is that possible? <laughs> what is happening? Everything was going so well. Anyway, uh, uh, Sadiq Bey went to the Nets at 19, but they traded him to the Pistons. So Bey, the Nova product, really good baller. He's going to play for the Pistons. And they got Shamit. The Nets got Shamit in the deal from the Clippers. And Luke Kennard went from Detroit to the Clippers. A number 20, Precious uh, Achiwa went to, uh, from Memphis, went to uh, the Heat. And number 21, Tyrese Maxey went to the Sixers. We'll catch up with everything else. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So uh, the Knicks just uh, drafted this Leandro Bomaro, Argentinian shooting guard, uh, great player uh, in Barcelona, but they traded him to Minnesota where he's going to play with Ricky Rubio, who got traded there tonight as well. So um, there you go. I think they got two draft picks out of it, uh, trading uh, Bomaro. The Knicks will get a pick, I think, 25th which is coming up next. I think that's what I heard him say. And then they're going to get a, uh, 
Yeah. They're going to get a, a pick in the second round as well. So somewhere early in the second round, I can tell you exactly what that trade was. And uh, for the uh, 33rd pick. So, uh, you know, like the third or, uh, pick into the second round. And that'll be that. And so uh, the Knicks move the uh, Spanish shooting guard, and now they'll get two picks out of it. So I could care less about that Spanish shooting guard. And I want to get, you know, if you're going to get two picks for him, I like that move because he's just a pick. Now you get two of them, you know, one now and one early in a, in a few minutes in the second round. So let's go. I got no problem with that. So I, unless I'm mistaken, so this number 25 is the Thunders, but somehow, some way, that's turning into the Knicks pick because I can't, I can't keep track of all of it. All I know is I'm seeing they get 25 and 33, so I'm cool with that. That's exactly it. Uh, 25 and 33 are the picks. So, boom. Anyway, uh, I'm enjoying seeing... Go if ahead. you think about what the Knicks actually did, they started the day with the 27th and the 38th. Because remember, earlier today, right. they traded both of those to get down to 23. So now they've taken that and gone to 25 and 38. So somehow, at the start of the day, they had 27 and 38, and now they have 25 and 33. So that's a pretty good job by them. It's better. Yeah. Right? So. And, I, and I'm guessing they originally got the 23. Because they were yeah, trying to do, they were trying to do something bigger. So this pick. Okay, so uh, Emmanuel Quigley from Kentucky, the point guard. I'm assuming he's going to the next. But they. So I, I I don't understand what's going on. How in God's name can you get the number 25 pick, but they give it to the Thunder? That's got to be the, the next pick. Because, because the trade isn't like they do this I every get it, year. But it's, it's shouldn't torture. they be telling us that right now, that that pick's going to the Knicks instead of selling us that it's going to the Thunder? Because when they did the deal for Bay of Nova or whatever uh, at 19, Shadiq Bay, they told us immediately, all right. The Nets are drafting him, but he's, you know, getting traded, uh, and and that's that. And he ended up in Detroit, right? So I don't know. The other one they announced it. They're like, he's going, he's going to Detroit, and then he put on a Detroit hat when he thought he was uh, getting drafted by the Nets. He immediately put on the Detroit hat because they told him he was getting traded. So I, I don't know what the hell is going on. Maybe the maybe the picks are. Uh, am I wrong uh, when I'm saying, is it, is it the 20, I thought it was the 25th in the first round and the 33rd pick, right? So 25 and uh, 33. So 33 is, is the beginning of the second round. Yeah. That's right. So he, th that pick right there should be the next pick. Am I, am I crazy? Yes. They huh? get the kid from Kentucky. The kid from Kentucky will go to the Knicks. There you go. All right. Well, would you rather have the kid Emmanuel quickly, uh, you know, six four, a buck ninety, soaking wet? Would you rather have him or the Spanish player from Barcelona? Give me, give me the kid that went to Kentucky. Thanks. I'll take any kid that played for Calipari every time. 
Plus, it's uh, Bledsoe turned into a muscle head, and his game went down the toilet. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. He's got no games, son. Kevin, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Get, get Kevin Knox out of there, too, son. Trade his ass for a bag of donuts. Can we get some of them cinnamon donuts, son? With the sugary cinnamon? Anyway. Uh, so what happened in your uh, football betting there? You're very upset tonight. Carl. Absolute, absolute disaster here. We were looking for a perfect sweep for the Maction tonight. We had Toledo minus six and a half. They won big. We Boom. had the over it. We had the over in the Western Michigan Central Michigan game. If they're at about 85, 90 points right now, flies over. So we were waiting on the over for the Northern Illinois Ball State game. I needed 10 points with about seven minutes left in the game, and uh, Ball State kicked a field goal to get themselves up uh, 10, I believe, nine or 10. And then uh, Northern Illinois decided to do the trick where let's get all the way down the field. And instead of trying to get the touchdown, you know, we're going to try to save some time. And since we need two scores anyway, we're going to kick the field goal here and then line up for the uh, onside kick that we have no chance of getting. Oh, no. And and and, and so they give me three instead of seven. We missed the over, Scotty, by five points. So or four points, whatever it was. So just unlucky. uh, Tough beat uh, tonight in the Northern Illinois Ball State game. Uh, I to make you feel any better at all, I had uh, Ball State uh, to win, and and I said earlier uh, Northern Illinois plus fourteen. Yes, the Huskies. Huskies look like they're going to cover for me. Yes, and it's then, over. Uh, it's a win. All right, then I had Toledo as well and laying, and then uh, I'm going to get the Central Michigan game wrong, so I'm going to go four and two, three and one last night, four and two tonight in bets. Yeah, in college two and, and max and betting. Two and one nights for me, so I'm going to take it. Uh, you, you get those small wins; they add up over the week. So if I can go two and one every night, I'm going to be just fine with that. Yeah, I can. I can live with that. The Celtics are on the uh, clock next at 26. Then the Jazz, then the Lakers, then the Raptors, and then the Celtics again. The Celtics are at 26 and 30. Of course, you know the deal, right? They they do both uh, rounds in the NBA draft in one night, and then it's over, which is ideal. I like the way they, you know, uh, do the whole draft in one night as opposed to the uh, NFL, which takes forever. And um, baseball and the uh, NHL take forever, don't they? The NHL draft is the first round is the is one night, and then the rounds two through seven is the next night. It's torture. Uh, the baseball draft, I, I don't even know what they do. I mean, they've got, <laughs> I guess they do the first round on the one night, and then they do the other 600 rounds. How many uh, rounds? Next day or two. How many rounds do they do in the in baseball now? Is well, this like... year they lowered it. This year they lowered it because of uh, everything going on in the pandemic. But usually there's like 20 plus rounds in it. But this year there was only seven or eight. I thought there used to be like 40 rounds. Maybe it is that way. Uh, let me see. Uh, it's not anymore. I know they lowered it down this year, way down for baseball. And remember, they you know the pandemic ruined. Minor league baseball, right? It just absolutely. Right. So it was it was five rounds this year because of the pandemic. Right. Normally, it was forty rounds. Boom, forty I was rounds. Right on draft. The number. Now it says here that the MLB expects the 2021 draft to be between twenty and thirty rounds. So they looks like they're going to lower it from the forty 
uh, of a few years ago, but still just uh, torture. I mean, you don't know the guys in the first round of the MLB draft, let alone how, let alone how ridiculous other. is that? Is that 40 rounds? Well, and then, yeah. but, but, and then look what happens, right? They go uh, minor league baseball. It, it, let's face facts is so messed up. Uh, first of all, it's, it's crazy minor league baseball. And I've done minor league baseball, right? I did a ball Florida state league. It's no joke. It's just the lowest rung of the minors. And uh, it was bad. It was really bad baseball. And I mean, it was like high school baseball, right? And then uh, I, I just think you know, what they've done to uh, Major League Baseball is bad enough. But minor league baseball, they've ruined. I mean, it, it's literally gone broke, hasn't it, Carver High? They've, they've gone broke. I mean, they have no money. They have all the teams are folding. Uh, no there's money. no seasons, no money. And the players don't make jack. It's unbelievable how little they pay minor league baseball players. Like, I don't even know how they can eat, survive. I don't even know how they can uh, rent an apartment with the money they make. I mean, they, they literally can't. 100%. Uh, they, they get no money. Ba- minor league baseball is crumbling. You're seeing teams shutting down. You're seeing affiliations change constantly. Um, not a good year. One of the, one of the things that was hit the hardest year was definitely minor league baseball. So, uh, just so you know, Peyton Pritchard just went to the Celtics in the first round and he was literally, uh, cast as a low, uh, second round pick. Like that he go late in the second round and the guy ended up going, uh, first, uh, round and goes to the Boston Celtics with all those picks they have. And now he's going, uh, to Boston. And obviously they like his uh, handle. They like his, uh, he's a showman. I mean, you know who this guy is. He's one of the cockiest players in, in all of basketball playing at uh, Oregon, right? And he's got a mouth on him. He's tough as nails. He's a great player for a white boy, I got to tell you. And uh, he can flat out ball. And he goes to the Boston Celtics. I mean, are you kidding me? He wasn't even supposed to go in the first round, and now he's going to play in Boston. You got to be kidding! He's, you know, he reminds me of actually, uh, not physically or appearance-wise, but game-wise. I thought he uh, reminded me of Danny Ainge. You know how Danny Ainge played? Just tough as nails, and you want to punch him in the mouth. And if he's on your team, you love him. If he's uh, playing against you, you want to kill him. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, the Jazz just picked 27th. They took uh, Adoka Azabuki from uh, Kansas. The guy's a freak uh, in the paint. He's, you know, 75% from five feet in. The guy's a, a monster. All he does is dunk and block shots and grab rebounds. And uh, he's seven foot, 275. He's no joke at all. This is a great pick for the Jazz. This guy's a monster. And he was in the running for National Player of the Year um, as the best, most important player on the top team in college basketball. The guy just absolutely dominates the low block and dunks right in your face. That's what he does. The Lakers are on the clock, then the Raptors, then the Celtics. I mean, I think the Celtics have had an incredible 
uh, first round. Peyton Pritchard, they just got at 26th. And prior to that, they got Aaron Naismith, the, a small forward out of Vanderbilt at 14. So they've been rocking it. I have to tell you, though, I, I'm just I'm going to say it again, just like I did on Coast to Coast. I just love the Obi Toppin pick of the Knicks. Uh, I know the Knicks are trash. I know they've lost for 20 years. I know they're the laughing stock of the league. I know they're second fiddle now to the Brooklyn Nets in the Big Apple. Uh, let's face it, there's five boroughs. Brooklyn uh, is no sleep till, and they got KD, and uh, they got Kyrie, and they have not dealt for James Harden yet, if that's going to happen at all. But I know that there's been talk of re-signing Joe Harris. They've got Allen. They've got Dinwiddie. They've got Levert. I'd be willing to trade all those guys if I'm going to do a deal for Harden. But I got to tell you, the more I think about it, since that story kind of broke Carver High, the more I think about it, I actually, um, I don't think it'll work with Harden and Kyrie Irving and, and Durant. I think it might work if you had uh, Harden and Durant and no Kyrie Irving, but Kyrie Irving is, to me, I mean, he's the epitome of a prima donna, isn't he? If he doesn't get the ball, if he's not in charge, if he's not the man, uh, look, at, he le- you know, look at Cleveland, look at Boston. I mean, it, he's the epitome of a guy. The minute he's unhappy, he wants out. Uh, he's moved around like United Van Lines. So all I know is I actually think they're better as a team chemistry-wise, this is just me. Uh, First of all, if they were going to get him, would they have not already done this deal? What are they waiting for? The second coming? They're not waiting for free agency. That's, you know, Friday. I'm talking about they have to trade for James Harden, and they haven't done it, so maybe they aren't going to do it because I guarantee the Rockets want the entire team. They want Levert. They want Dinwiddie. They want Harris. They want Allen. They want draft picks. They want everything. And all I'm telling you is, is that I think with Kyrie and and Durant, Lavert, Dinwiddie, Allen, and Harris, and then they got Shamit. They just got Shamit in a trade. I'll be honest with you, because Shamit can shoot the hell out of the ball, right? And uh, I, I I actually like his game. I thought he was great with the Clippers shooting. But I, I honestly believe that they're a better team right now, as it is, stand pat, as they are, and not go trade the whole franchise for, you know, 31-year-old. Isn't he 31, Harden? I don't have a problem. He's not old. I'm just saying. He is an iso ball, hero ball, ball hog, who, you know, he'll pass it uh, to his guys, wide open threes, Gordon, Tucker, whoever. But. Carver, I'm just going to say it. I, I I don't think they should do the deal. I really don't. And I'm sure, watch, they'll go out and do the deal like I know anything. I'm just telling you, uh, that guy, you know, where he was, I think he's perfect in Houston without Russell Westbrook, right? I just think with the rest of them, what I thought they were at their best with Capella, right? And no Russell Westbrook. And to have Harden, Capella, and then the shooters – 
when they, you know, have Tucker, Gordon, Covington. Covington's gone now, obviously. They traded him yesterday. All I know is I thought they were better then with the big guy in the middle where he could penetrate, harden, and do whatever he wants. And then he does the lob uh, dunk for Capella. And they had a big, and they had a shot blocker. They had a rebounder. They had a second, uh, you know, attempt, tip-in guy, dunk guy, follow guy. But they decided to go small ball. They got rid of him, traded him to Atlanta. And then they went, you know, small ball, right? And then they brought in Russell Westbrook. And the uh, flat out, it didn't work. It just didn't work because they're both ball hogs. And they both demand the rock at all times. And you can't have two of them that demand it at all times. That's why I don't think it'll work with Kyrie Irving. How in God's name are you going to have Kyrie Irving being second fiddle to James Harden and not have problems? He'll be a cancer in five minutes. So all I know is I actually, uh, I I think they should blow it off. They're going to mortgage their entire franchise to get this guy. I mean, they're going to get rid of everybody, in my opinion. So. Uh, I wouldn't do it. Would you? Would you do it? Yeah. I, I, the thing that's I'm the same way with you. The the one obstacle that I see is I think it's gonna be very hard to keep uh, you know Harden and Irving both happy. I feel like Durant would be okay with it. Um, I I think that that's the hurdle because Irving can you know he want he wants to be the guy in charge of everything. Harden wants to be the guy that always has the rock. Why it doesn't work with him and Russ right now? Um, here's the one thing. You know, Irving gets hurt a lot. You know it. He misses, uh, you know, tons of games. And Harden never gets hurt. So I think that that's also on the insurance side for the Nets. They've invested a lot in Kevin Durant. He's going to be healthy this year, hopefully. You want to make sure, you know, you have somebody with him the whole way. And I don't know if you can depend on Kyrie. Well, look, uh, you, you're right about that. I, I don't think you can depend on Kyrie because he plays 30 games a year and he's, uh, he's, his body's peanut brittle. Uh, he's a great player. He's an unbelievable player. When he's healthy, he's a stud. He can uh, light it up. No one can guard him. Uh, he's got more moves and, and he'll break ankles and do whatever, but he never plays. So the guy never plays. What good is he? Uh, here's the deal. If he's not going to play, then uh, I don't care. I got uh, Levert. <laughs> Levert's turning into uh, a player in his own right that's getting to the point where people are talking about him like he is Kyrie Irving. You cannot deny what, what Chris Levert has turned into as a stud. And Spencer Dinwiddie has always come off the bench, right? And that guy can go off. He can go off. And we already know Harris can shoot the three. And they already have a big in, in Allen. Now you got Durant. I mean, if Kyrie's never going to play, I don't even sweat it. Like, you talk about they need somebody to bring it. Well, Levert's the guy. And Dinwiddie's uh, behind him. And here's the other thing that factors into this. And, you know, th- this is more off the basketball court type of thing. The Nets have the little brother complex in New York City. Now, we all know, ever all of us that have lived here our whole lives, we all know that the Nets will never be as big or bigger than the New York Knicks. I mean, it just is what it is. It's never going to happen. But I think that there might be some people who 
you know, own slash run the Nets that do have this dream in their head of that they can become the brand and the superior, you know, team in the New York City. And I don't mean talent-wise or on the court. We know the Knicks have sucked for 20 years. I just right. mean in terms of fan base. And you add a Harden. I thought they would get – they now listen, Durant didn't play and Irving barely played. So it's hard to go off of this year. But I think they thought they would get more juice having those two guys. And they haven't gotten it yet. And I mean in town. Adding a Harden adds even more spectacle to what the Nets could be in Brooklyn. Harden, Durant, Kyrie. Right. I mean, you just – I mean, how can you avoid it if you live in New York? Well, if they, look, they already are better than the Knicks, okay? So the Nets are already better on paper right now with Durant and Kyrie Irving and the guys that I've mentioned. They are already hands down better than the Knicks. No questions asked. But uh, the uh, Knicks tonight turned the page with their embarrassing drafts of the last decade, okay? I, they haven't won in 20 years. And really – I mean, if you go back 20 years, their drafts have been embarrassing, just embarrassing. I mean, when is the last time they drafted a great player? It was Patrick Ewing, right? So am I wrong about that? Is there somebody I'm missing that, that they I mean, drafted? I'm, I'm sure that maybe we can find one or two you know, useful players. But in terms of superstars, yeah, that's the last one that they've drafted. Okay, well, now they got Obi Toppin, who I think is no Patrick Ewing. But Obi Toppin is—he was the Wooden Player of the Year. So I'm telling you, I, I believe fully, without a even hesitation in the slightest, that he's a badass. I think he's going to be uh, a really good uh, player in the NBA. I think he's going to score. I think he's going to dunk. I think he's going to put on a show. I—I I keep telling you, he reminds me of Stoudemire. Now you got to remember when Stoudemire came into the league when he was young, uh, when he you know, rose to fame. He, he was, he was a just absolutely freak of nature and he was scoring and, and putting on a show. Right. And he became a, a big name and everybody was talking about Amari Stoudemire. His name dropped when he started getting injured. Right. So when he was injured, um, that was the end of him in terms of being, uh, you know, one of the greatest players. But no one can question how good uh, Stoudemire was in his career when he was healthy, right? So I think that, uh, for me, Toppin is that guy. I think that's that's kind of who I'd compare him to. So I'm excited to see him play in New York, where he's from. And I think he's going to make the Knicks way better. I think they've butchered everything. The Porzingis, they traded him. They've Now listen. I don't believe the Knicks traded uh, Porzingis because they felt he was going to have uh, knees blow out, right? I think they, I think they actually traded him because they're stupid. <laughs> I think they, they didn't know what they were doing. I think they traded away a guy. They had no clue that guy's knees were going to blow out. They just, I think they were just flat out stupid. They're like, he's a toothpick. He's not good, and we're going to get rid of him, right? And he can flat out play when he's when he's healthy, which is now rare because of his knees. You can't deny that Porzingis can play and shoot and block shots and shoot threes and do everything. Uh, he can play, and there's no doubt he can play uh, down in Dallas with the stud that he plays with. Uh, we all know uh, who I'm talking about. So uh, th you put those two stars uh, together. 
that's if his knees are decent, uh, they're going to win in Dallas. I think they are. Um, Doncic is such a badass, and I think he makes I think he makes Porzingis even better. But look at all the picks. Like the uh, Nilakina pick has been a disaster. So I, I finally am excited for once because you know I've been watching them lose for twenty years, right? And I'm I'm about sick and tired of it. I'm I'm fed up watching them lose. Uh, there's a lot of you know I have a lot of history around. Uh, the country working in markets, right? So I worked in Miami and I worked in Atlanta and I worked in San Francisco. I was um, I was never really a Warriors fan, but I lived there for a year and I uh, I liked them because of Chris Mullen and Weber and those guys. I'll tell you more about it when I come back. All right, so what I was saying before, for all the mention, that uh, I've been everywhere. So I was like, you know, I lived in in uh, San Francisco, and I w- it was during the, uh, you know, Weber and Mullen and Hardaway and all those guys were playing there, and they were really good, right? And Oracle was rocking at that time, and uh, but I still never really got into them. I was not a Warriors fan, and then I moved to L.A. and I lived there for ten years, and I liked the Lakers. I enjoyed uh, watching Kobe and Shaq win three in a row. And then um, I, I lived in Miami, and I really uh, liked going to watch uh, Dwayne Wade play ball. Uh, I, I went a lot. Haro and I went to games. Uh, I went as often as I could to see the Heat play. I, I really enjoyed going to Heat games. Uh, I lived in Atlanta. I went to Hawks games by myself. That's how bad they were. Uh, I lived there three times. So I've kind of been a Hawks fan uh, three different times in my life where, you know, I lived in Atlanta. I went to all the games and I saw every guy play there uh, that you can fathom. And um, uh, the bottom line is I used to go sit in the luxury suite for the radio company I worked for. And I'd be the only one sitting in there uh, by myself, literally watching games. But I, I thought it was great. Cause I was watching every team come through there, you know, Jordan, I was watching the Lakers come through there the Celtics come through there. It didn't matter. Whatever team was coming through, I was going to the game. I didn't, they lost every game they played almost, but I enjoyed it because I was, you know, I love basketball and I was watching NBA rack. So my point is, is that, and then, you know, I moved to New York. I've been here for over 20 years. And I've been working here nonstop for 20 years, and I I like the Knicks. Uh, I've I've rooted for the Knicks. Carver High's known me for a long time. I've rooted for the Knicks the whole time he's known me, and he uh, he doesn't like the Knicks, but uh, he knows I do. And he, you know, I've been rooting for him forever, and they suck the whole time. I've rooted for them. They've been complete ass. Now they got Obi Wan Kenobi. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.